I'm Bill Hemmer. I'm Janice Dean. I'm Juan Williams, and this is the Fox News Rundown. Tuesday, June 15th, 2021. I'm Trey Yanks. G7 leaders have promised 1 billion COVID-19 vaccines for poorer countries. It's really important, I think, not to think of this as like a charitable exercise. We're not saying the world should vaccinate everyone because it's a nice thing to do. It's an essential thing to do to end the global pandemic for all of us. This is the Fox News Rundown Evening Edition. The World Health Organization says coronavirus is spreading quicker than vaccine efforts. Some of the world's most vulnerable populations are looking to larger powers for assistance. The United Nations Children's Relief Fund, known as UNICEF, is providing key logistics help and encouraging countries with wide resources to donate vaccines. Before the pandemic, UNICEF was already the world's biggest vaccinator um, because we deliver all the immunizations around the world to about half the world's children. So we're kind of uh, experienced at buying vaccines, shipping them out to difficult to reach places. And and that's why we were asked to take part in the big COVID uh, vaccine rollout as part of of the international effort, COVAX. For more on this story, this is Lily Caprani, a senior advisor at the office of the executive director at UNICEF. And so we've been doing that since February. We've now reached 129 countries with vaccines. Um, But we're also asking for, you know, the richer countries in the world to do more to help us vaccinate in the poorest countries because there are just not enough vaccines getting through right now. Uh, As try as we might, we can't we can't get the supplies that we need. So we're also asking governments to not just provide funding, but the countries that have got more vaccines than they actually need for their own populations. We're asking them to donate them so that they can be a bit more equal access. Um, in those in those low-income countries. Um, and we want to do that to save lives, but we also want to do it because we realise the only way to end the global pandemic for everyone is going to be when we get vaccines to every country. Otherwise, we're going to see this virus just go round and round. Are you optimistic, based on the statements made by G7 leaders, about vaccine initiatives and the work that it will take to get vaccines into the arms of people around the world? Well, so far in the last few months, we've seen the high-income countries, the G7 countries, they, they have provided lots of funding to COVAX to help us buy vaccines for the poorer countries in the world. The problem is, this is a big, complicated global supply chain, and we can't get the vaccines fast enough when richer countries are buying them all up. So we also need them to donate extra doses to us. And we are really worried, especially in the next three or four months, because there's just not enough supplies. And, you know, we've all seen the news. Countries like India and now also Uganda, Brazil have got these spikes in in more cases of COVID-19. And we're worried that the virus can spin out of control. And when that happens, you get these new variants coming and that and that kind of threatens everyone everywhere if we're going to have more and more variants so we are currently saying well we're we're really grateful for the donations that we've received we think the funding is really welcome but very very urgently we're going to need all those extra doses as soon as possible if we're going to get on top of the virus in those hot spots what are some of the biggest challenges that you face getting countries on board with donating vaccines and actually helping to ensure that not only their populations are taken care of, but that everyone around the world is. 
Yeah, I mean, it, you know, if you're in a rich country or a poor country, you, your concern is the same. You want your own family and your own community to be protected, and, and that's completely understandable. And every government wants to protect their own people. So we're not saying that, you know, it's either or. It's not a choice between rich or poor. There are actually enough vaccines available now, or they certainly will be soon, that the countries can afford to both be vaccinating people in their own countries and to donate some of their spare doses um, in June and July and August, you can see the kind of supplies that are coming available. And the G7 countries are going to have enough that they can both vaccinate their own populations and donate 20% of those supplies, which would let UNICEF with COVAX get those vaccines to the poorer countries where especially healthcare workers and those really priority groups at the moment have hardly any. I mean, there are countries where it's under 1% that have actually been vaccinated and we just can't let them stay so unprotected. It's really dangerous for them and it's dangerous for all of us in the world to let that continue. You've been listening to Lily Caprani, a senior advisor at the Office of the Executive Director at UNICEF. We'll be right back. When you look at your approach to this and and UNICEF as a whole, what has the focus been for UNICEF in terms of actually getting people to see this as an idea that will work and will work logistically. I imagine the logistics behind this can be extremely complicated, actually moving the doses since they have to be stored at such a low temperature. Yeah, I mean, UNICEF is is the world's biggest vaccinator already, so we're pretty experienced at getting vaccines from the manufacturers, getting them flown to the countries that need them, and then getting them off the tarmac and into the arms of those who need to receive them. And, and we, you know, we take vaccination programs to war zones, to remote Pacific islands, to urban slums, really, you know, tough to reach places. We know what we're doing. It is difficult. It is a logistical challenge. And we're in a race against time right now because the virus is spreading faster than vaccines are getting to where they're needed. So it's, an, it's, a, it's a really urgent uh, program that we're rolling out around the world right now. We've been really focused on trying to get the supplies and making sure that there's enough resources so that we can then actually get the vaccines off the tarmac and delivered. And all of those things can't wait. With, with, it's really important, I think, not to think of this as like a charitable exercise. We're not saying the world should vaccinate everyone because it's a nice thing to do. It's an essential thing to do to end the global pandemic for all of us. And it doesn't matter if you're sitting in America or if you're sitting in Africa, we all have to get vaccinated. Otherwise, we won't be able to end the pandemic for any of us. My last question has to do with the role that UNICEF plays around the world when there isn't a global pandemic. There's a lot of critical parts of societies that rely on UNICEF for aid. And also, there's an understanding that, as you've said, there needs to be, from a almost human rights perspective and and basic human rights perspective, access to things like medicine or vaccines or food, water, these these basic necessities to survive in the current global environment. What is the work that UNICEF is doing around this? And from your perspective, do you think that it's enough, the the support that UNICEF is receiving? And, And what can countries do to add to that support that they're not doing already? Yeah, in, I mean, 
Before the pandemic, UNICEF was already operating in 192 countries of the world, including some of the most dangerous places, um, delivering help to children, to their families, children, and particularly mothers and young babies. Um, We operate in war zones. We operate in very rural and vulnerable areas. And, of course, when there's been a humanitarian disaster like an earthquake or or some other um, conflict that's broken out, we're often delivering emergency help, but we're also there before and after the emergency whether that's helping with nutrition for babies or immediate medical care and helping deliver vaccinations like measles and polio immunizations. And we need to carry on doing all those things, even through the pandemic. But of course, it's become much, much harder because all of the healthcare systems are buckling under the strain of the pandemic, as well as all the global supply chains and healthcare workers who children rely on, like midwives, for example, are also vulnerable to getting COVID-19. And if they get sick, they're taken out, then the systems start to collapse. So, you know, we carry on doing this work round the clock all of the time, but everything has just become so much harder because of the pandemic. So we just need even more support than ever to make sure that we aren't letting the battle against COVID-19 kind of cost all of these additional lives because healthcare systems, nutrition systems can't be upheld throughout the pandemic. That certainly makes sense, and it's such important work, especially given the current global environment. Lily Kafrani, a senior advisor for global campaigns at the Office of the Executive Director at UNICEF. Lily, thank you so much for your time. Thank you. You've been listening to the Fox News Rundown. Rundown. Stay up to date by subscribing to this podcast at foxnewspodcasts.com. And for up-to-the-minute news, go to foxnews.com. The Fox News Rundown, a contrast of perspectives you won't hear anywhere else. Your daily dose of news twice a day. Featuring insight from top newsmakers, reporters, and Fox News contributors. Listen and subscribe now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com.